this is FD Talks, a brand new podcast series by Funeral Directors Live, where we explore ideas, insights, and solutions for serving families in a rapidly changing marketplace. Well, welcome once again to FD Talks. Uh, today we have Mark Owen in with us, and Mark is Regional Sales Vice President with Funeral Directors Life. Uh, Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, basically what I do for Funeral Directors Life is I oversee about nine states and 18 uh, management level people that are strategically placed throughout that region and provide them uh, supervision and strategy. These are crazy times now, Mark, but um, talk are. to me a little bit about what are, what are some, what's happening? What, what are some new things that are going on with what you do? Well, I mean, what we're seeing right now that our clients are, are needing a lot of, obviously, social media, marketing, things along those lines. But one of the things that we're seeing a, a lot of increased activity in is uh, inquiries about trust conversion. And uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of our funeral homeowners who are still maintaining a trust uh, have some interest in converting that trust. What would be some uh, – well, probably for some people that may not know exactly uh, what a trust is, can you talk to me about a little – just explain to me what a trust is and how that's come to be? Sure. Well, first of all, there are a couple of ways to, to fund a prearranged funeral. One is through insurance. Another through annuity products, which that's usually in the same vein. Uh, and then historically, um, trust have been used to fund a prearranged funeral. And that was very popular in the 60s, 70s, and um, it uh, ran into some issues with some regulation. And uh, the regulation uh, through the environment for the regulation has just gotten to where it's almost unbearable at this point. So what has alerted funeral homes to... to uh kind of activate you guys to just evaluate or what what is it how does the process uh happen well generally there there's an inquiry they there's a call in or we are in a a location and we'll see uh, a need and they'll ask us questions about what does this trust conversion process look like and the reason they're asking are, are twofold one as we mentioned before the regulation has become a little bit tough to deal with and it, and it's gotten worse and worse and worse over time and then right now currently we're in a really low interest rate environment which is making it even more difficult to manage that trust and manage it effectively so those are the things that are driving the conversations can you tell us how how the idea came about for you to be able to render this type of a service for funeral homes uh yeah that was probably back in the 80s when we uh Actually, Chris was talking to a lot of the the people with trust, and this regulation was starting to really ramp up at that time. And and Chris went to the state and worked with state governments to allow us the process of converting the trust from that trust product to an annuity or insurance, depending on which state you're in, or a combination of both. And at that time... Uh, it became very popular because the regulation was a nightmare, and that's that drove the conversion process. And currently, uh, one of the things that, that is driving it now is a, a negative return on the trust. One of the first questions I, I ask someone who's inquiring about that is, well, what is your growth rate with your trust right now? And here's the answers that I'll generally get. 
Well, it's uh, a quarter of a percent, a half a percent, maybe as high as 1%. Because of that low reg, uh, low interest rate environment, very low returns on that. And then my next question, Rob, would be, what is it that you're actually getting a return on, though? What, do you, what is your actual return? I usually get the deer in the headlight looks, and what do you mean? I said, well, what is the return that you're getting? And they go, well, I'm not sure what you're asking. I said, okay. Return would be the growth minus the expenses. So let's talk about what's what you're paying for out of that trust. One, uh, audit fees, bank fees. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. One of the questions I always ask is, how are you paying your commission? When someone writes a, a, a prearranged funeral into the trust, are you paying a commission? Well, yeah. How much are you paying? Well, I pay 5%, 8%. Okay, are you are you paying that out of retained uh, funds? So the states will allow uh, the trust, in, in many cases, to retain money out of the principal. So it, let's just talk in easy, round numbers. So if there was a $10,000 prearrangement, and you're funding that into a trust— and you're paying, say, an 8% commission. Well, that's $800. So that $800 comes off the top, and now you're putting into trust 92 because you paid that $800. So you're starting at a growth rate that is negative. Okay, so now the $10,000 that you funded, you've only got 9200 Now, if let's just say that the interest rate that they're getting right now is a half a percent. Okay, so how long would that take to recoup just the commission that's paid out? At half percent, that's 16 years, if it's simple interest, which most people are getting a compound interest. So let's be generous and knock off two years. Still taking you 14%, I mean 14 years, just to get back to your original principal, much less having growth. So, and then I've, I've, I've also talked to people that said, well, we just pay it out of our operation. So now it's becoming a burden when they sell and put a prearranged funeral into the trust. It's become a burden on their daily operation because it just made it more expensive to operate. So there's all sorts of stuff. Administrative costs, and I've, I've had, guys, what's your administrative cost on this? And they say, well, there, there are none. We do it ourselves. And I'm going, okay. Well, I, and I was talking to a guy just recently. I said, who handles that? And he said, well, this gentleman here. I said, well, how many hours do you put in managing the trust on a monthly basis? He said, oh, on a monthly basis, probably about 120 hours. And I'm going 120 hours. And keep in mind, he's taking payments. He's taking new contracts. He's processing new contracts. He's taking payments on old contracts. He's sending out premium bill notices. He is balancing those funds. He is taking deposits to the bank. He is paying claims, he is processing the claim before he pays it, and on and on and on. So, and then we got premium billing and the cost with postage and things along those lines that go out. So he's putting in 120 hours. I said, well, here's how you can figure out what your administrative costs are. Whatever his salary is, you can take three-fourths of his salary. That's your administrative costs on a monthly basis. And this guy is sitting here looking at this, and he's going, 
So I've never done the math this way, but when I'm looking at I don't even have to be an accountant to tell I'm going backwards in my trust. So the answer that or the solution that we can bring to them is trust conversion. And trust conversion will take that those trusted funds that they have, their principal and their growth that they currently have, will convert them into annuity or insurance products or a combination of both, depending, again, on the state where they're at. They'll take those funds, convert them. They'll pay a commission to the funeral homeowner at the time it's converted, so he actually has a revenue stream, and that commission does not come out of the the funds that are converted. It is coming from funeral director's life. That money is not out of his trust. And at that point, he starts making uh, growth on those plans. Now, here's the, the, the beauty of this. No longer do they have this nightmare uh, of administration. No longer do they have this uh, nightmare of the regulation. Now they're starting to gain on their trust because there are no expenses that are coming out of whatever their posted growth rate is. That's the growth that they're getting on it. No expenses are coming out of that. That is going and being added to that policy over time and compounded. So we've taken something that was a nightmare regula- with regulation and we've turned it into something positive that they no longer have to deal with. And there, there are a, a ton of reasons. Um, one of the other costs that comes out of that are taxes. They have to pay taxes on the growth that's inside the trust. And they do that out one or two ways, depending on the election when they set up their trust. One, they can pay the taxes directly out of the funds that are in the growth. That's one way. Or if they've elected to, they'll send out 1099s at the end of the year to each individual policyholder, and the policyholder has to pay taxes on that. Now, that sounds like a better option because it's not coming out of the trust, but now this policyholder, this trust, this person who is prearranged, they're going, why are you sending me a 1099 on, I've already given you my money. I'm, I'm paying for my funeral. Why am I paying taxes on my funeral? This is, in, in their eyes, this is your money now. So it, it has created a nightmare when those go out because the phone starts ringing at the funeral home. So those are some of the things that, that, uh, that are problems, and those are some of the things that trust conversion supplies a solution to. What is the, just in general, what's the response um, with a funeral homeowner when they start seeing the, the, the real numbers? Well, generally they're shocked, specifically when we go through this uh, exercise where I'm asking them, what, what are these expenses? What are these expenses? And when they start, because they never think about that, all they think about is that number that, they're, that the bank is publishing to them, that half percent. They, they think they're getting a half percent growth when and actually they're going backwards. Once they see that they're going backwards, they're a little bit shocked because they've never really put pen and paper to it. Some of them know they're going backwards. Some of them don't. Uh, and, and it's generally shock. And it also piques their interest in getting uh, a solution to this because not only has are they going backwards financially, it's uh, providing a, a, a big uh, burden administratively inside the funeral home. And the, the, the conversation I had with the guy who's saying, I'm, I'm spending 120 hours. 
I'm going, you know, you just told me earlier that y'all are having trouble staffing the funeral home. If this 120 hours that he is maintaining this trust is, is off of his shoulders, do y'all have anything else in the funeral home that could keep him busy? And he's going, yes, I do, <laughs> as a matter of fact. So it's also uh, providing him some relief there in his staffing, too. Um, what are some other benefits of, of doing this, Mark? The benefits are strictly, it, it's taking that regulatory nightmare, the administrative nightmare, off of your shoulders and getting a positive gain to your funds. Those are, those are mainly, that's what the, the, the advantages of conversion are. So, Mark, when somebody decides to do this, what, what kinds of disruptions can, can they expect well, first of all, inside the funeral home, they're either going to have to assign someone to make copies of all the trust contracts, or a lot of times their FDLIC, their funeral director's life rep, will do that for them. They'll usually volunteer their time to do that for them. That's one. In some states, uh, the state requires letters to go out to each individual contract holder, and you can expect that the phone's going to ring, and generally... All they're wanting to know, remember we're dealing with elderly people in general, they're wanting to know, is is something wrong with my funeral plan? And if the funeral homeowner says, no, no, what we're doing right now is we're moving the money and letting someone else manage it, your funeral is perfectly fine. As a matter of fact, it's probably safer than it's ever been. And what the advantage of this is, it takes this burden, we're not money managers. We're funeral professionals, and it takes this burden off of us and lets us focus on what we do best, and that's serve our families at at need and when they're at the worst day of their life. It helps us free up time to serve them better. So that's some of the advantages, and that that is the disruption that you'll experience in the funeral home. In your experience, is that really that disruptive, though, in the long oh, run? Oh, no, no. As a matter of fact, I would say the copying is not that disruptive at all because generally most of our clients who do trust conversion they'll ask the rep if they'll help them out and the rep does that Uh, as far as the letters going out you can expect the phone to ring and you can expect generally 10 15 20 phone calls of people uh, asking are we okay and all they want to hear is yes you are there's nothing wrong With your funeral plan, your funeral is going to be performed just like it's written on paper. As a matter of fact, the trust conversion process does not replace the original trust contract. It's just moved. That contract is still in place. There's nothing rewritten. It's still in place. What's your favorite... What's your favorite part about being able to, to provide that service for a funeral home? <laughs> Man, my favorite part is seeing the relief on their faces when, they, when it's done, because it really does. It, it is a tremendous burden off of their shoulders. They've been, excuse me, they've been dealing with this for years and years in most cases, and they didn't realize how much time they were putting into it and how much effort they were putting into it. And so while the gain financially is pretty awesome when you see that they that we're paying them a commission and now we're paying them growth when they were going backwards. It's still the 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 burden that's taken off of their shoulders. That's the most exciting thing. And and I've had guys thank me for for 
visiting with them about trust conversion and talking to them and showing them how this works because it is such a relief at the end. Mark, thanks for coming in today. Um, this is something I didn't really know anything about before, and, and uh, based on what you've told us today, there, there, there's probably a few more people out there that don't know much about this. So hopefully this, will, this uh, podcast will be helpful to them. I appreciate you coming in. Thank you so you much. You bet. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate you. If you would like to reach out to us about this episode or this series, please visit us online at funeraldirectorslife.com forward slash FD Talks. There you can find information about this episode and submit any comments, suggestions, or feedback about our series. And we also welcome your ideas for future episodes. Join us next time on FD Talks as we explore ideas, insights, and solutions for serving families in a rapidly changing marketplace.